If 80 years ago, you needed 10 researchers to produce some result or breakthrough, that means today you need 200 people. For the longest time, I thought the future would look totally different than how it looks today. My parents grew up in a totally different world, complete with seemingly incurable diseases and impossible feats, like going to the moon. Fast forward to modernity, we are eradicating diseases left, right, and center, and sending rockets to Mars in order to set up colonies. The computers of the 60s pale in comparison to the computers we have inside of our pockets and even on our wrists. Innovation, as it was always predicted, never stopped, and kept growing exponentially to bring us to modern times. Explicit to some, however, was a frightening reality creeping up on our civilization. Innovation is slowing down, and we just needed to dig into the statistics in order to find that this is happening. First, what do we define as innovation? Generally, when we are talking about innovation, we mean introducing a new something. The iPhone was a great example of an innovation, and it's probably what you're listening or watching this on. Uber is the same, allowing for easy access to transportation in major cities without relying on the antiquated yellow cabs. These two examples fit the mold of what innovation is, taking an existing concept and manipulating it to create something unique and different. Now that we understand what innovation is, we can look at some research that shows how it has been slowing down in recent times. Putting the article up on the screen, research from Benjamin Jones has shown that in science, the time to make a new discovery has risen. Furthermore, the amount of people needed to achieve a discovery has increased in size as well. To top it off, the age of Nobel Prize winners has slowly but surely grown. However, these facts may only tell part of the story. A study conducted by Nick Bloom, which I'll put on the screen now, suggested that research productivity has also been in decline. In fact, the example they gave is mind-boggling. More than 20 times the amount of researchers are needed today to make the same productivity growth as 80 years ago. Put in other words, if 80 years ago you needed 10 researchers to produce some result or breakthrough, that means today you need 200 people. If you need more proof, look at the chart on the screen now. It represents the patents filed in the US since the 1970s. Pay attention to the blue line, which represents the patents intended for steady gains and incremental improvements. What about the other lines? They either plummet or are non-existent. If you need a clear example, again, look at the iPhone. Remember back in the day when it felt like every year the iPhone got better in the most ludicrous ways? Siri, Touch ID, cameras, you name it, they innovated upon it. Before the Android people come for me, yes, Apple was not the first, but they did it the best. Regardless, look at the iPhone today. Is there a truly significant difference between this year's phone and the last? What about the one before? Thus, we are starting to see how even companies like Apple, who were pioneers of innovation, prefer to incrementally improve their existing products rather than innovate and create new ones. We can hammer home the point with an unconventional example, agriculture. The corn yields of 150 years ago are the same as today. This chart on the screen now shows a slowdown of corn yields in the year 1966. So what does this have to do with innovation, you may ask? We have not innovated upon agricultural technology to increase our food production. This goes back to the drop in patents, as the lesser frequency of novel ideas to produce more food directly results in stagnation of crop yields. It's becoming pretty clear that innovation has slowed down tremendously and doesn't seem to be picking back up anytime soon. The big question now is why? There are many reasons, in fact. One is low research and development funding. With low funding, innovation becomes less and less frequent, obviously. Going off of this, there is another big reason. We aren't investing in risky ideas anymore. 
Why is this? Well, it goes back to the fact that we want steady and incremental changes on fewer and fewer things, like the iPhone, instead of massive changes to a wide variety of things. The market speaks for all, and companies are more willing to abide by the motto of, if it ain't broke, don't innovate on it. Here's another reason. Breakthrough ideas are becoming harder to come across. Temporally, this makes sense. As we advance as a civilization, we can't just simply look around, notice something interesting, measure it, and become a historical figure. We need time, money, and energy to observe the world, come to conclusions, and connect ideas together. What's more, we need to understand the history of the fields we are in, like astrophysics or biology, to get a grasp on what was found, what needs to be found, and more. This all takes massive amounts of time, and this is reflected in the Nobel Prize winner's age increasing. Specialization is the key to breakthroughs, but it is also reducing the frequency of those breakthroughs in the process. So what does this mean in the long run? At a basic level, as our world is becoming more complex, we are not developing adequate solutions to combat this complicated, intertwined mess. Think of bioweapons, for example. We have the power to create viruses with unimaginable consequences. This means that we must continue developing medicines, vaccines, and other solutions to combat the threat. Is this happening at an exponential level? No. Not even close. We are not investing resources into exponential technologies in order to understand, regulate, and take advantage of them. Instead, we have incremental improvements on existing technologies which don't do much for the general public. As another example, look at climate change. We absolutely have the means and the will to handle this problem, but our output for solving this existential threat is minimal. Patents are not being pumped out like candy bars in a factory. Startups are not being funded by VCs who are prescient and determined to solve our species' biggest challenge since the nuclear arms race of the 20th century. All in all, we have the people, we have the money, we have the power, but we don't have the productivity, the investments, and most importantly, the innovation. With our lack of innovation over recent years, and the steady decrease in innovation that is predicted through these charts, what can we do about this slowdown? Like everything, it seems we need a massive cultural enlightenment. We need to tell people that we are on course for civilizational stagnation and indoctrinate our youth with big ideas for them to mull over and do something about. This goes back to the education podcast, link below. It goes back to ChatGPT, which is an incremental innovation but is actually diluting our information pool. That podcast is also linked below. Most importantly, it goes back to automation. We need to tell people to specialize as soon as possible before automation comes to town. This way, we kill two birds with one stone. One, we get rid of robotic, tedious, and boring jobs. And two, we get a massive shift in the workforce across countries because people, hopefully, will specialize in STEM fields and the like. This is a romantic utopian view, I get that. The need for collective action, though, is dire. To keep our world from becoming slow and boring, we must keep up with exponential growth. We have the data to show us that innovation is slowing down, so let's do something about it. It all starts with us. Thank you for listening to the Gen Z Diplomat podcast. To support it, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and add it to your favorite podcatcher. Check out our other social platforms like TikTok and Instagram, which are linked below. I firmly believe that the more we talk about what future we want, the more likely we are to build a future that we deserve. Thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you in the next one.